Damn, man, you ready, ain't you? You getting comfortable, ain't you? Oh, you already know, man. I got to get myself real nice and acquainted around here. You know, yeah, or a little wine, something. With the wine glass and all that. Well, I'm going to go ahead and stick to my uh my carbonated soda. You know, <laughs> uh, what I deal with best, you know. There you go. Different strokes for different folks, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know it. y'all welcome back to the morally and intellectually ingenuous sometimes disingenuous podcast where we talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous sometimes disingenuous things i swear that's always a mouthful anyway last episode episode 34 i had my man antonio longtime friend i grew up with in college aka shooter that was episode 34 the black john wick we talked about all things guns gun culture good bad the ugly Really dope episode, really informative too, man. So definitely shout out to Antonio for gracing me with his presence on that episode. This episode, episode, episode 35, The Wine Guy. I don't know if I'm a title of that yet, but who knows? Anyway, I got my homie, my brother from another, a dude that I've known since 2004. A North Point legend, so going on 20 years now. My man, Darrell, a.k.a. The Wine Guy, right? You know it, the wine okay, guy, cool, cool. Jay Syrah, whatever you want to call it, make sure it got some libations to go with it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's me it. right there. Hey, if you start your own podcast, that'd be a good one right there, you know. Hey, you know, what? see, <laughs> great minds, man, great minds. Yeah, man, I met Rel. I mean, I've known Rel, let me say that, since 2005. I was about this every time. Mm-hmm. I get one of my homies from like back then on here. I always say I've known y'all since oh nine, but then I gotta think and I'm like, no, we wait. graduated on oh nine. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like, <wait>. five. <laughs> yeah, oh five. Oh five. Oh yeah, five. man. Cause uh-huh. I don't even think freshman year we was kicking it like that. Like we man. ain't until like sophomore, yeah, until it was like sophomore year when we started to kick it like that. And then like beyond, man. You know, good old um, auto tech and yeah, yeah, okay. We know each other since oh five. What's that? Almost twenty years. Almost, man. Almost twenty years, man. Damn, bro, you old as hell, bro. You older than me. Sorry, I decided to make myself feel better. Nah, man. Yeah, I know Rail since oh five, man. Along with my boy Nick, along with my boy Will, along with my LB Steve, who have all graced me with their presence being on here. And Rel is now next in line of the North Point legends. So he, uh, I asked him to be on here to talk his uh, talk and walk the walk and like just kind of rap about his story about what he's got, what he's got going on and stuff like that. So I had my eye on Rel for a minute to do this because again, this podcast really doesn't, I don't really have topics on here. Mm -hmm. Like the guest is the topic, but Rel, he actually indulges in something that I think a lot of people would appreciate. I'm going to let him talk about it in a little bit. Uh, matter of fact, before we go into that, what's up, man? How's everything been, though? Man, you know, brother, I'm just trying to stay on top of things, man. Life be lifing, as the young folks be saying, man. So I'm just trying to progressively grow, do things better than the year before, and step out my comfort zone as much as I can, man. And, you know, just add new things to my skill set and progress my mind at the same time, man. Yeah. 
Um, long way from Miss Godfrey's uh, algebra class, if you remember. Oh, <laughs> bro, yeah, we yeah, cut up. See, yeah, yeah. we're not, we not going back there. We're, just, we're yeah. having them high school days. Uh, I wish not to re- relive. Yeah, I wasn't bad like some of you heathens, you know. Hey, don't do that. Don't <laughs> do that. Look, even back then, I always dabbled. We know in in the libation. Even <laughs> hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I just had a flashback come. If oh, I remember, and you don't have to talk about it if you don't. We want. can talk about it, man. We, oh, okay. Look, we gonna keep it hot, bro. We gonna keep it hot. Let's segue into that because the last time we hung out, I remember you was talking, you was telling me more about, you know, the venture with mm-hmm. uh, your wine business and everything that you got going on with that. So before yeah, you talk about the current state, <laughs> oh, let's talk about what got me there. Yeah. OK. Yeah. OK. So what got me there was, man, uh, whew, that this one time in high school, I want to say we all got it. I want to say we all had that point where we wanted to fit in with the cool kids. And unfortunately for me, it resulted in a 10 day suspension. <laughs> um, and we ain't going to get into the details about yeah. who brought what, whatever, whatever. Needless to say, myself and a couple of other of our friends, I use that loosely, wanted to be a cool kid, you know, a classic thing that plagues, you know, a lot of people in high school, you want to be with the cool, popular kids. So it just so happened, quote unquote, I was friends with one of the cool, popular kids, had the great ideas. You know what? Let's get lit before we get to school and we're going to rat out this buzz all the way until the end of the day. Not knowing I ain't never had ENJ before. Now, everybody that, I go to, that went to college, y'all know what ENJ does. Now, now imagine taking ENJ and mixing it with Gatorade at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and then y'all fill in the blanks. Needless to say, resulted in the ten day suspension. I was hurt for like three days. Because yeah. not to cut you off, because I mean, you know, you don't open the floodgates now. But I never. First of all, all these years, I never knew the details of the story. I just heard. You know, oh, yo, man. they found Rel and uh, the other dude who won't be on Hangover. Spoil it. They, go, <laughs> they found Rel and such and such in the bathroom, passed out. Oh man! So I was, was like, hurt. yo, what happened? Like, yo, they good? And they was like, man, they was drunk. <laughs> yep, yep, completely like slizzard. When I say slizzard, I mean, dude, it wasn't even ten o'clock. wasn't yeah. even ten o'clock. We was done. Yeah. Like, picture your your best night in college that slizzard and we was only like 15 14 man mm-hmm. like we we was yeah we was young into the game it was bad it was yeah. bad but so, needless to say now i'm here <laughs> so this last detail that i need to know something what was the ending consequence of after the suspension like what did your folks do like i always wanted to know oh man so of course on lockdown um completely <laughs> next day i had to get up and like do a bunch of yard work which was back then that was that was legit the punishment you had to do the yard work you couldn't go and see, like you couldn't go outside you couldn't like go you know the stuff that we like to do go to the mall talk to your friends all that good stuff privileges right. taken away but um one of the cool things which was like cool for me but also acted like a a sense of reprimand i got to go work with my grandfather 
um, cleaning up like a couple houses. So he had a, a rental property that was next door. So I was able to, you know, work with him for the entire day doing manual labor. But yeah. it was cool. Um, and it, and I'll say it's a blessing in disguise because I got to spend that time with my grandfather that I hadn't really gotten to before. So I got to really like connect with him. And then he paid me for it. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I mean, he paid me like $200 too. So I was like, oh, hey, all right, man, cool, cool, that cool. That's, that's nice bread right there. Exactly. And I'm like, and I just got in trouble. So all right, cool. Thanks, thanks, G Diddy. I appreciate you. Come <laughs> on. Right, you need help anytime. Let me I come through. But you yeah, know, man, it was rough. I love stories like that, man. That like, even though we was kids at the time, you know what I mean? Because we can laugh about it, but like, you know, I love stories like that where it's like you might get in trouble. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But because like what made me know I want to be on the radio before we get, you know, to your uh, mm-hmm. wine venture is that I was got in trouble for something. I can't remember what mm-hmm. it was. I was about 14, 15 years old. And I remember like like you said, you know, back then we didn't really have all the tech that we have now. So mm-hmm. the punishment was taking your car keys or taking your phone and going to your room, whatever, you know. Yep. Like niggas from Charles County, bro. Like what, what you know. You can't get into too much out <laughs> Yeah, there, we right? well, these kids nowadays, but now we ain't gonna get into that, you know. <laughs> so I remember I had all I had in my room was a radio. And mm-hmm. uh, PGC was playing. This is when Donnie Simpson was uh, hosting on. Well, he was doing a morning show. Yeah. And um, they called in. You know, I was pissed. Like, as a dad was like, that's it. You got to go to your room. I was like, man. So <laughs> I'm up there. And I think I was about 14 years old. And I remember Donnie Simpson. It was some type of thing where they were calling in people's you know, asking people to call in with their opinions or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's ironic because like right before this happened, my dad gave me like this whole speech. You need to figure it out. And this, that and the third. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, high school will be over before you know it. And of course, we all didn't believe that. So, you know, I'm just up in my room like, man, you know, what do I want to do, man? At 15 years old, I'm like, what do I want to mm-hmm. do with my life? And then, you know, Donnie Simpson with that glorious golden voice of his goes, all right, y'all call in. You know what I mean? Da, 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 I love to hear your calls. So I said, what the hell? I called and I got through. Word. Yeah, I called oh, and I got man. through. And I talked to uh, how they do it. Like, because I work at radio now, like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. spoil the surprise about how they really do those calls. I'm talking to someone and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember Donnie Simpson came on for like five seconds. They're like, oh, man, appreciate your, uh, your, 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 your words, young brother. And I say, oh, thanks, Donnie. And then I ran downstairs. And then my parents like, what are you doing out of your room? Whatever. And I was like, man, I'm going to rock out on the radio. And they looked at me like I was crazy. Now, we don't most of us, you know, unless you're in a business like mine where you talk for a living, most of us don't know what we sound like, you know. So we turn on the radio. And my parents were like, you know, on the radio, what are you talking about? And you turn on the radio and then you hear Donnie Simpson say, all right, we got a young brother from such as a Waldorf, whatever, named Spencer. Da, da, da. And I, you hear this deep ass voice come over and I didn't even know that's what I sounded like. Right. Yeah, that's and crazy. You know, he signs off of going, oh, man, that's a young brother that's going places. And just like that, been wanting to be on the radio ever since. There you go. See, man, little stories <laughs> like that, man, like Crazy. origin stories. It's, it's like reading your favorite comic book, like how your favorite superhero came, you know, yeah. came about, man. Like, and I feel like everybody has like that origin story. You right. know what I'm saying? And it's always great to hear it. And it creates a sense of transparency. 
Yeah. Right. It's especially for people, you know, younger kids who, who are looking at us now, because now technically we kind of the old heads now, okay. depending on who you asking. Yeah. Right. So to be able to hear these stories is like really like full circle, man. So that's yeah. dope. That I did not know that. That's yeah, crazy. Man. I don't think I've ever have I only th- I don't think I've, I maybe have told that story once on here before because someone asked like how I got on the radio and you know how you got into the libations business, like you know. Yeah. Yeah. And remember in high school, man, like I wasn't like Will, you know, who was on all the morning announcements and stuff. Right. But like, you know. It's, it's things like that is that we're blessed as kids, you know, to be able to like we can look back on now and be like, man, I remember that. You know what I mean? When that, mm-hmm. when that happens, you know. So, yeah, man. So uh, what did uh, the 10 day suspension <laughs> oh, lead to now in your adult life with, uh, with so, your passion, with everything? So now, man. Um, so professionally or as far as like the job goes, I am a wine and liquor sales rep for a import and import distributor company um, by the name of Bacchus, which is actually um, based out of Baltimore. So I handle fine wine and fine spirits um, and I get to sell the that to a plethora of different accounts and different stores and everything like that. So that is how I make my money. But on the entrepreneurial side, now I actually get to, you know, get to teach people. I get to educate, you know, I get to share my passion of wine and spirits to, you know, people of our color who really don't like know what's going on as far as the wines, you know, the wine segment goes. But uh, I, it's, it's something that I always had a passion for, man, something that I just felt like naturally gifted to do. Yeah, man, it's, it's just been a blessing. So like and then I picked up like some event planning skills as well. So I can do event planning. I will do uh, weddings. I'll do engagements. I recently planned and, um, you know, organized my home, one of my homeboys uh, engagement uh, um ceremonies which was like amazing man i'm thankful to my boy tyler for you know blessing me with that opportunity but outside of that man i'm doing wine tastings i'm doing teaching classes like for different restaurants and stuff like that so it's pretty much great that my professional life and then my passion have been able to mesh together to create, you know, this type of synergy where not only can I get paid and on the corporate side, but I can also do it as a side hustle and then turn it into a longstanding venture as well. So, yeah, man, man. it's been dope. That's dope. Uh, First things first, uh, when my engagement party comes, I know who I'm calling. There you go, man. Holla at me. I, you know, I cut you the family and friends discount. Shit, I ain't say I was calling you. It's like, no. Nah, uh, <laughs> in that case, no discount. It's like, no. Nah. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I, you know what I mean? You know how black folks like, hey, man, you give me a discount? Like, nah. Right. He was like, no, no, no brother. I, I can't. I, I'll give you one because you didn't ask for it. But nah, De- man. Exactly. That's what's up, man. Now, let me ask you a question here. Because, yeah. hey, man, I remember in college living in a frat house mm-hmm. like i was the only one that didn't really drink hell most of the people i know personally now i'm the only Word. one that still you know doesn't drink or whatever and it's not you know what i mean it's just I've, I've it's just like I, I i you know we all got our we got our preferences but i do yeah i do you know like my man mark twain said i'll never let my schooling get in the way of my education 
There you go. So you could always learn more, you know. And also, my man Socrates, true wisdom is admitting that you don't know more than you already do know. So the less you do know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There's no no bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Like, Socrates is my favorite philosopher. Fuck that. Anyway. Nah, man. So, I like, me and my lady be going out, Mm -hmm. right? We be going to nice spots, right? You know? Mm -hmm. And I don't mind driving a decent penny on her. Okay. Emphasis on her. On her. Um, Let's be specific. But she a wine drinker, right? So I, okay. Ooh, why is it? And this ain't a rhetorical question because you, you, <laughs> you know, it is. You talking to someone who like literally get drink uh, drinks either regular water or or, or the sparkling waters out of Trader Joe's. Yeah, you know? they do. Them jumps be good. I ain't gonna knock you. Them sparkling waters out of Trader Joe's yeah, be good. They do. Now they do. don't hit. And I also produce a wine show for my actual broadcast organization for the NPR station I work for. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, but I never really get to talk to those guys like that. But, right. like, I'm, let me ask Rail. Yeah, man. What is the difference mm-hmm. between a $10 glass of wine okay. and the $50 glass of wine like my lady be getting? Because, I, hey, look, it all pour the same. So I, I, I just need to know, <laughs> you know. So pretty much, man, it's um everything that goes into like what it takes to get that juice into the bottle. Right. So right. as far as like your $10 glass, it might just be something that was made in bulk. They really didn't, you know, take too much time to do it. They just crushed it, you know, fermented it and then boom, threw it in a bottle and that's it. Right. But as far as that $50 glass, right. That $50 glass of wine might have been organically grown, right? Sustainably grown. And it depends on where it comes from, too, because it it all affects the cost, right? And it also depends on the type of grape because some grapes require more attention um, than others to grow, right? So that $50, so like if you put two, like say Cabernet side by side, one is a $10 one, one is the $50 one that you're talking about. The $10 one might be the bare minimum to be able to qualify as a Cabernet, right? So as your average swill, they batched it like in bulk. So it's just like, okay, cool. Throw it in the tank, boom, throw it in the barrel for the minimum amount of time. And then boom, we release it. That $50 bottle or a glass might be, oh, we're going to handpick these. Like we now we got people out in the fields picking these by hand. We're sorting them by hand. And it's uh, it's more a strenuous process when it comes to, you know, getting it into the bottle. They might age it a little bit longer. They might choose different vessels in order to age it in. So opposed to using um old oak they might use new oak are they using american oak are they using french oak all of these things um play into the pricing of what you'll ultimately have to pay at the restaurant and then it comes also comes with marketing what type of bottle they got so like all these other things that don't have to do anything with the grape itself also comes into the play right so it might just be the name or it might be the limited quantity as well. Like with the swill that I was referring to, $10 swill, dude, they might have a couple hundred thousand cases of that, you know, just all over the place. And then with the $50 jump, it might be, oh, we only have a couple hundred bottles or a couple, couple hundred barrels of this. So it's limited. So yeah, we going, you going to pay for this one. And 
it also goes to like like I said earlier is where it comes from. That also plays a key factor too. Um, and then it just comes what the winemaker wants to do. Oh, I think this is a hundred dollar bottle and like markups and all that type of stuff. It really depends on the market. But I will say that you can definitely t- taste the difference between the ten dollar and like the fifty dollar. Like it's a huge difference. Like it's night and day. See. That's what I'm talking about him right now. Yeah. I'm glad. First of all, I love the way you were explaining this, but I love the subtle. Yeah, this junk, that junk. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, you know what I'm saying? Especially when black men know what they're talking about, but they don't, they forget who they was. You know? Exactly. Look, that's, that was the, one of the main reasons why I got into this, you know, why I started like my side venture. It was like, look, our people don't know the lingo. Like they don't know how to articulate what it is that they want to taste or better yet, how to navigate the industry in itself and still keep their authenticity. Right. Because the wine industry has been shown to be like very pretentious and majority um, Caucasian dominated. Right. So it's like, okay, as, uh, as me being a young black man and then for, you know, black women as well, it's like, all right, there ain't many of us, though we are taking over. I will say that we are taking over. We're still the minority in this industry. But at the same time, it's like, okay, we got to have somebody, some middle ground to, to lay the foundation or create the segues where, you know, we can stop drinking Moscato, right? We can stop drinking the Sutter Homes and the Barefoots and the Yellowtails, where we can actually get into, you know, the Stag's Lead. We can get into, you know, the Opus Ones, the Camuses, and, and, like the the scattered peaks, the the uh, Alexander Valleys, and you know all of those types, all those different types of wines that are very prestigious, but also ain't gonna run your pockets. But if you're not looking for it, or if you don't know like that those things exist, you just gonna go to what you know, man. Right? And that's one thing that I always try to you know bring to people who ask me like wine questions or want like like more information. It was like, look. You know what you started with, but like try something different. Like every time you go to a restaurant or whatever, if you like the name of it, try it and don't knock it because you might not like that one, but you might like uh, the same variety, but in a different um, vintage or, or from a different producer. Right. So it's like in order to know what you really like, it's like you really just got to get out there and try it. Like, and don't be scared to not like something. That's the thing. But you like not liking something. Don't let it deter you from continuing to, you know, get out there and continue to try different things, man, because you never know what you might like. Man, everything you just said, I loved things like that Mm -hmm. that are historically more, you know, like you said, dominated by white folks than it is black folks. Mm -hmm. Two of them that come off the top of my head are cigars and golfing, man, cigars and golfing take time. Yep. People that don't have money don't have time (laughs) to sit there and, you know, me and my mentor, when we, you know, uh, uh, this man is every, this man, I was, this man knows everybody. Let me just say that. He's the one that got me my dream job. So let me just put it that way. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. 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 The the long story with that. But my mentor, a very well known person, and, you know, me and him smoke cigars all the time. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, he was on the podcast. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, man. Carl. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. He was on there, and um, so you know, we talk about it all the time, where like you know, cigars, golfing, 
Again, those mm-hmm. things take time. So, you know, a lot of white folks don't like when they see black folks, you know, uh, indulging in, you know, the wine or or, or yeah. wine festivals. Or that's why I love seeing mm-hmm. more black. Like I hosted the uh, Baltimore Jazz Festival last year. And 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 uh, nice. yeah, and that was it was it was basically a jazz and a wine festival. But yeah, it was, you know, for black folks, I mean, you know, so <laughs> you gotta have something for us, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm like, damn, he makes a good point that like, yeah, it is one of those industries where like typically you really don't see black people. Do, even in my industry, mm-hmm. in broadcast journalism, radio politics, you don't see, you know, black folks doing it. I know it's true. When I was doing my historian thing at Arlington Cemetery, I was the only black person. You know what I mean? So I'm killing it. Well, white folks would come. They'd be like, the hell this nigga, you know. <laughs> so yeah, how would you get this? You're right. You just you just enlightened my mom. Like, well, you know what I mean? The wine did that all that falls into it, mm-hmm. you know? And you're Yeah, man. You're right. Because and again, this is coming from someone I don't, you know, I'm, I'm learning from you right now, but oh, you man. know, um, you're right. The, the, the when you go into the liquor stores, the stutter, the what do you call it, stuttering homes or something. Oh, like the that. yeah, the stutter homes and all that, and, and the barefoot contestants and all right that. The, yeah, looking you right <laughs> in your face. They're like, "Why am I about to pay eleven dollars for a magnum of this?" And it's like, "This hey, can't be good for my body." But you know, and what, it's not. Though? It's it's funny because like I can remember a long time ago, long long time ago, a long time ago, Morgan, long before I met my lady in my life. You know, there you go. I was talking to somebody and she was like, yeah, you want to go to the liquor store? In my head, I'm like, nah, not really. <laughs> like, I don't, there ain't nothing in there for me, you know? Right. So I said, yeah, you know, because I'm trying to, yeah, well, well, let me rephrase that, because I'm trying to get to know. <laughs> you said it right, because I'm trying, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Hey, man, my grandmother listens to this thing. Like, no. <laughs> I really meant, because I'm trying to you get, to, get yeah, to know from DMV, you know how we talk. Yeah, exactly. I'm really trying to. Nah, this was at the time what what a fuck boy stuff was over. Like I'm really. Oh trying. yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Reformed. reformed. So uh, this is. I was trying to make an impression on the young woman. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You know. So yes, let's take a venture to the liquor store, right? Okay. And dog, she got this kerosene sized bottle mm-hmm. of something for like nine dollars. Yep. And I was like, damn, wine cheap. And I remember we got back to her crib mm-hmm. and she was doing another thing I really don't enjoy doing, which was eating crabs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, but I know. Hey, I know. Crack it for me and put it on the plate, man. Right. Time for that it's a Maryland thing. Yeah, man. I guess. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so just a bad day all around. And I remember she gave me a glass of whatever it is. And it was the most disgusting mm-hmm. thing. Yep. So it's like now that I'm listening to you, I'm like, well, because cigars were the same way. Yes. Because when I started yes. started messing with the cigars, I'm like, oh, all this stuff tastes the same. Until I'm smoking cigars with my mentor, and he got mm-hmm. cigars that cost seventy dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's different. It's kind of good, you know. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yo, and it's crazy you said that, not to cut you off, but like uh-huh. that that's pretty much how I got into cigars. I mean, um. I don't indulge in them anymore. Um, but to your point of, you know, golf and cigars are like the two most leisurely things that, you know, the the Caucasian males or of or and of affluence they partake in because it takes time, right? 
And right. if you have the time to spend a couple hours a day to literally just sit and do nothing or just to be on the links for two, three, four hours, you know, and just shoot the breeze. Like you got some stuff going for you that you can literally take that time away and not worried about that. And I got the, I'll, I'll share a quick story. I got the um, experience just a little bit of what that was like. Um, when I was working, they, they sent me on task force. I was still working for Marriott at the time. And they sent me to go to Naples, Florida to work mm-hmm. for the Reds Carlton. And it was one of my days off and me and a homeboy of mine who got sent down there too, we ended up going to the the cigar shop and, you know, it was our day off because that's the only time we could enjoy those type of things on your day off. But somehow we end up sitting to this, this group of like six affluent, you know, white guys, like elderly white guys. I mean, they had to be between like 50 and like 70 man just sitting there and the entire time i'm just picking just ear hustling just picking up game they're talking about their investments they're talking about the golf courses they're on they're talking about the endowments that they've given to um local schools they're talking about their businesses their investments and come to find out they do those sessions every day they get together and they're able to just sit down and smoke a cigar for two to three hours and i'm like this has to be what retirement is supposed to be like. I want that. I'm like, yo, I want that. I, I whatever I got to do to get to that point, but oh, but quicker than them, I want to do that. Yeah, and man. It's shifted everything for me, man. I'm like, these guys do it every day. They got money coming in constantly, and they just get to sit back and shoot the breeze. I'm like, yo, we missing it. Like as a culture, we missing it. Some because yeah. because it's possible if they can do it, we can do it. It might be a little harder for us because we we not as, as fair skinned, you know. But yo, that was that was the thing, and I'm glad you brought up cigars because I from that point I became a fan. Um, and then since then I I put the you know the the Stokies down, but. I can definitely appreciate the the nuances behind cigars and like being able to spend that time, you know, to just fellowship, you know. So yeah, man, it's 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 something. It's definitely something. How I got my job working for uh, the NPR station I work for. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really, this is the Reader's Digest version. Um, <laughs> I went, I'm talking to my mentor and he's like, yo, you know, you still, it's 2020. I think COVID was still a thing. Yeah, it was because it was like August or something, summer of 2020. Yeah. And hey, you still doing voiceover stuff? No, because I kind of like was going through a tough time at that time. And, you know, he was like, oh, man, you know, and I said, yeah, I really just been trying to get on the radio for like the longest time, man. I want to get into producing and radio and behind the microphone and blah, 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 blah. He goes, hey, I know a guy <laughs> that was over a cigar. That's it. <laughs> that, that's, you, that's usually that how was, it goes. That was over a cigar. We were both smoking cigar. Am I? And yeah, I mean, you know, I know this is more so talking about your thing with the wine. Nah, it's, it's it you all know, it's streamlines. It's like I go cycling around Haynes Point, right? Okay. And you know, it's a Haynes Point, uh, well, Potomac park or whatever the, the actual name is but mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a golf course right in the middle of that right and i go like eight nine in the morning at the latest 
you know, Gosh, and you man. see these boys out there. Right. Shouldn't, shouldn't yeah. be in the office or something? Like That is the office. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, that is the office. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, yeah, like, you know, being around, you know, being in the industry that I've been in these last several years, it's a, it's placed me around some very, you know, uh, uh, as you as you say, affluent individuals, mm-hmm. and you know all these dope talks that we have. You know, I'm out putting these shows together, telling these stories, whatever. It's mm-hmm. always in the middle of the day, you yeah. know. And yep. it's like last time when me and you like physically saw each other, we was in the gym, right? Yep. And you were kind of still at a place you didn't want to be as far as uh, as far as your occupation. No, hundred percent. And I was just getting out of where my last job. So we were both kind of like, you know, very new in what we're doing now. And remember, just think about the restriction that came with that. Oh, man. You know, doing something because we were both doing things we didn't really enjoy doing. Exactly. Or lost the passion for. Yeah, straight up. You know what I mean? And like it was around that time where like, you know, we started blossoming in our uh, respective industries. Mm-hmm. And I remember the day where finally set in where I'm like, man, this is a completely different life is mm-hmm. it was like a Wednesday morning and I took myself to the movies. <laughs> Bruh. You Bruh. know, it'd be those moments when you'd be like, dang, this is, this is what my life is right now. And it's, it's kind of like the same thing for me when, um, in the middle of the day, um, depending on the area I'm in, I'm, I think you might have seen it like because I post about it uh, every so often um, in between my accounts. I'm able to literally take an hour, two hours just to sit like mm-hmm. most of the time I'll be by like a body of water. Like I like to always go to like North Beach. If you haven't been to North Beach, man, it's beautiful. Um, they also call it like Chesapeake Beach. Get a chance. Oh, yeah. Go out there. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, see, mm-hmm. yeah, so you know, man, and like mm-hmm. to be able to be out there and then just sit on the boardwalk 30, 40 minutes and not have to worry about anything and then be able to go back to work if you want to or you can finish your day at two o'clock. Like, bruh, like this week, with the exception of today, I was able to get all of my stuff done between 10 o'clock and two o'clock. Yeah. And I was yeah. done for the day and felt accomplished and did not feel bad about it. Yeah, like, man. Yeah. It's, it's, and I'm like, this is how the other half really like works. Like completely. Well, let's also talk about the maturity that comes with that too. You know De- what I'm saying? Yes. Because like yes. I found it hilarious in an yeah. ironic way as that like dope brothers I know, like you, a couple of my other partners, you know what I'm saying, who've been on here, whatever. Remember when we were younger? And, you know, we try to chase women or try to be in the streets and this, that, and the third or whatever. Isn't it hilarious that now in our ripe old age of in our 30s, we just love mm-hmm. sitting? Like, Bruh, you know I mean? like, it's like, nothing comes better than that. It's like, I don't have to do anything. Me and my lady, she's the same way, right? Yeah. And, well, I ain't gonna lie. She's a little bit more adventurous than me. And what I mean... <laughs> by adventurous i mean when she go on vacation she goes on vacation like i'm the type of person to go on vacation and chill on a resort she want to go in the villages and all yeah bro yeah point of the vacation if you don't come back more tired than you went on the vacation (laughs) you ain't vacation right that's the thing i can't bring my gun over there it's like (laughs) no um 
but no so like a lot of times what we do is our spot is old town alexander yep. Yeah, and great a lot of time it's either that we funny man it's either that uh we go to the bookstore the library nice. yeah you know and uh um, chill stuff man yeah man yeah and it's just like we it's just the it's just the the being quiet you know yeah what I mean? and having a having appreciation for views i remember over the summertime her mom's side is from new york and i remember she invited me uh we we, we went up to a gala or whatever for her mm. family, whatever. That was the first time I ever been to anything like that. You know, you up your game when you deal with a tip, different type of woman, you know. Right. It's a gala. Like this yeah. ain't a party nah, This is a yeah. gala. Nah, dressed up, black tie and I said, Oh, All I like this him. This <laughs> <laughs> fancy, you know. So I can do this. All right. And cool. It was in New York City. And mm. man, I that was my first time really being in New York City, right? Wow. And okay. like we were on this we're at this like beautiful like conference center right yeah and it was like a skyscraper but the new york skyline was just just beautiful at night right and i remember everybody in there partying and this that and the third whatever and you know her other side of her family's jamaican so you know that party ended at like mm. nine in the morning uh, uh, they don't um, stop. and i was just on the i was just on the patio bro like 30 stories up just taking in the views man like you know what i mean it was it was nice my point yeah. in saying that is like yeah you know the prestige the flexibility you know the that that comes with you know doing what mm-hmm. you love for a living but also you have to be much in my humble opinion i feel like yeah. you have to be at a certain level of maturity to appreciate that because right you and i both know guys you know probably some women too whatever mm-hmm. uh who you know they and it's it's cool if that's what they want to do but like you know they be out here they be just yeah. can't sit still for the streets always gotta be outside you know yeah. what I'm like, I mean nah. being outside is cool but you want to be in some shit that's what I'm d- talking d- d- about exactly no, that's <laughs> you outside, know what I mean? outside no being outside I'm, no that's, I'm that's cool I even like being outside but like I'm talking about I, I guess let me make it more uh, adult-ish for the sake of the uh, the podcast is okay people that are always in some shit that always yeah, man. Me in somebody's face and all this other stuff that's not me always in somebody's section always gotta be in somebody's club yeah and you, know, you know who brunch we going to today what yeah. no we just went last did you not spend enough money last <laughs> week when we went to brunch get get your brunch bill it just for you was three hundred dollars what do you mean yeah i was man. only here for two hours yeah i spent three hundred Bro, I yeah, remember, nah, uh, that's not for me no more. My grandmother said something some years ago, uh, right when COVID started, probably one of mm-hmm. the most wisest things I've ever heard. So remember at the start of COVID when everybody was freaking out and then they mm-hmm. locked everybody in and then there were, yeah. there were, t- there was typically two sides. It was people like you and I who were like, oh, I bet. I'm chilling. And then it, 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 you know what I'm, Yo, I'm in the house. Cool. And then there were other people who were willing to risk their lives to mm-hmm. socialize with people because we didn't know what this was. Right. You know, and to go out. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, people that pressed to go out and this, that, and the third. Yep. And my grandmother, who was also on this podcast, by the way, episode 30, Grandma Dope episode, she said, and I'm paraphrasing, she was okay. like, it's not that people want to go outside and mm-hmm. be with their friends and all the other stuff. It's the fact that because COVID has forced all of us to sit down and now we have to sit with the realization that we're not happy with ourselves. Ooh, that's no, that's, that's facts. No, yeah. that's facts. You know what I'm saying? No, I was real. like, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Bro, I, yeah. I didn't think about that. You know what I mean? I'm not saying this in a judgmental tone. We all got our own yeah. paths. We yeah. all got our own, 
you know, lives to live. But like, I'm just saying, I feel like it takes a certain level of maturity to reap the fruits of your labor is all what I'm saying. No, that is true, man. I mean, and to piggyback, I'll shout, shout out to grandma. Shout, shout, shout out, Granny, because no, nah, that that's true, bro. Like that's that's a hundred percent facts. And when you're forced to isolation, right? When you're forced, you can't go out. You can't distract yourself to to the means and to the ends that you're used to. You literally go stir crazy, and you realize how unsatisfied with yourself you are. Right. right. So nah, so that's pretty much what we were seeing. People were literally having like mental breakdowns. It was like, no, I need to go outside. Why I need to go outside? Because I can't sit with myself. I got those demons that I haven't processed yet. And me being inside is forcing me to deal with these things that I don't want to deal with. Exactly. And that's and that and that's a whole that's a whole nother subject we can get into, you know, about healing and like facing your hey, 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 man, let's get into it. Fuck it. Hey man, we can <laughs> hey, we can get because into I can it. say I can say this for people who you know are first time listeners to this mm-hmm. episode one of this podcast is just my story. Right? There you go. And that story, I'm sorry, and that episode is called Sit Down. Mm-hmm. Because you know, in 2020, and again, I'm not gonna do a whole you know ESPN highlights of the episode. Y'all can go listen to it, whatever. Um, it was a stage of of healing. It was a stage of realization. It was a stage of great. It was a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's just everything like just just um just happened all at one time. Like I remember, I was in a super toxic relationship, mm-hmm. and I got out of that. And then COVID started, you know what I'm saying? So now I'm enjoying, you know, I never forget it, bro. We, I, my last relationship, I don't even want to call that shit a relationship. That was just, it was what I got thing. now is that that's a, what I got now is damn near union. I'll say that, there but uh, that before it was bad. It, and that is what started what we're talking about. The whole healing thing. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? That's what's like, is that COVID started right after that. You know what I'm saying? Like it started maybe like a couple because I had just started Arlington Cemetery at that time. So mm-hmm. it had just started right after that. And like that entire year was just sure. you know, a lot of stuff that I thought I wanted in the past. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. I what the hell will I want that for when it came to, right? you know, women or jobs or whatever? Like yep. it was just a time between me and God. And that was it. Now it was hard, go, man. Hey, hey, a lot of people yeah, don't tell you that it was part. hard. They're not going to tell you that they're not going to give you the, the grit and, you know, everything that came in between. But they just right. go, nah, I went through my healing phase. I feel so much better. But they ain't going to tell you the dark night of the soul that they had to endure to get to that point. Yeah. They're they, they going to they purposely leave that part out because nobody wants to hear that part. Nobody wants to hear the the sleepless nights. Nobody wants to hear the the hours in, in prayer and, you know, the countless reconsidering everything and all your decisions that you did. Nobody wants to talk about that, how they had to face all these demons that they thought they dealt with, but that they had just buried away that are suddenly coming to resurface because that is one thing that COVID did for a lot of people is sat you down and made you deal with things that you were trying to avoid. Now, the better part of the people, you know, who has that, you know, that spiritual connection and got into, you know, deep in their relationship with God, they fixed it. Or at least they started to, they made the conscious effort to. Now, the other people that we saw that we was just talking about earlier, nah, we ain't worried about that. I need to be outside. 
and you know what I'm saying? It was split, but yeah, bro, it was 2020 was similar for me too as well. Yeah, yeah, man. I feel like, at least me speaking personally, I feel like one of the best gifts that I received during 2020 was discernment. Because mm. um, I never really had that before. I just, you know, just make bad decisions and go off on a whim and mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, 2020 made me, g- gave me that like gut intuition with a lot of stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? With, you know, in the whole dating world. That's how I ended up with the woman yeah. I'm with now because, yep. you know, they I wouldn't know, have been able man. to appreciate the type of person she is, you know, if I didn't go through that. Or, right. um, I wouldn't even, I can't even say appreciate. Let me say the word handle. Uh, that is a woman. I remember our first date, uh, backstory, and I ain't gonna be the only one talking about my romance, so just hang all right. I'm prepared for it. Uh, I remember you know, you go out with you go out with joints, man, and whatever, and the conversations be you know, I subpar, fucking stupid. And I remember we went out and I had just started, you know, at the station. I'm happy. I'm living my purpose, walking in my purpose, blah, 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 blah. And I remember we went out. Matter of fact, uh, this is a little bit over a year ago. And uh, we've been locked in for a little while now. And I remember, like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I was so over the dating thing because of what happened in 2020. I was so, I feel like sometimes maybe you can heal a little bit too much. Right. Because, like, right, right. Like, time, I'm not like, with that. I'm not man, with that. I'm, I'm good off that. Let me stay I'm over here. I'm good by myself. I was fine. I was happy. I was comfortable. You know, it was mm-hmm. me and the doggos. That's all. And that's it, man. She kept asking to go out. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we can go out. Whatever. But I was, it wasn't nothing personal to her. I was just over yeah. the same cycle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I remember my brother got married. And, you know, we came back from the wedding because it was in Atlanta and we came back and I think it was that Sunday we were I was flying back here home. And I remember we're texting. She's like, yeah, you want to go out tomorrow? Talking about, you know, uh, that Monday. And I was like, man, I'm tired. I don't want to. Yeah. So we went. We went went to the dog park and she was babysitting the dog. I said, all right, cool. And I, and I said all that to say this. I remember one of the first things that we talked about at the dog park. We're walking down the dog park and she was like, yeah, it's so dope. You know what I'm saying? That you on the radio and this, that, and the third and blah, 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 blah. And sometimes I can be a little bit too open. Like, I'm working on that. But like I said, yeah, man, it's a dope job. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I did take a mean pay cut. I don't know why I said that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think I was just nervous. And she got out of the car and I was like, damn, she fine as shit. Like, I ain't, you know, <laughs> or whatever. So I was a little nervous, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I remember I said that. And she goes, oh, you know, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. You walking in your drink. You walking in your purpose. But <clears throat> what, are you, what are you doing right now to, you know, basically get back to where you were? Like, mm. and it said, I forgot how she worded it, but basically said, okay, it's cool. But what are you doing now? Like to what, what, what are your moves? What are your actions mm-hmm. to get to the point where you want to be? Yeah. And I was like, damn, I ain't never had nobody ask me that shit. <laughs> like, a real one. You know, and a real one. my point in saying all that is, is that discernment I was talking about that I got in 2020. If I was too immature, like how I used to be, I probably would have said to myself, oh, why she asked me that? That ain't none of her business. And this, that, and the third. 
but you know the discernment the 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 intuition the the maturity basically said hey man hey this this might be a different one right here you know what i mean i'll be damned over a year later you know so no. all that comes with maturity i think matter of fact yeah, man. uh speaking of which i remember mm-hmm. the last time speaking of discernment i mean last mm-hmm. time we was hanging out you know we was talking about sort of kind of about dating or whatever like what were because i think i was yeah i was still single at the time yeah. and you know, you would say something I was really dope that I've never really heard a black man, a man, period, say, but yeah. let alone a black man, you know, I always root for the niggas, you know. Yeah, and, and, uh, One time for us. Yeah, man. Matter of fact, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm going to let you tell the story because I don't want to botch nothing. You ain't nah, you ain't gonna botch it, man. So if it's the, the story that I'm, that I, I'm pretty sure I know what we're talking about, man, um, I'm a, so the young lady I, I was, you know, with, um, this is like, like you say, it came with a whole bunch of discernment. It, it, it was like not at the peak, but like on the upward incline of building my relationship with God and getting closer to Christ, man. Right. And like, we was just going through a rough patch. Like, you know, as guys, when you know, you know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which which is one of those few things like full disclaimer, not to throw anybody under the bus because my situation doesn't exclude somebody else's situation. But mm-hmm. for the ladies that's listening, it don't take a dude five years for him to know that <laughs> it don't take him five years, bro. Like I didn't know that's what you was going with it, but I yeah, no, I gotta, I gotta, you know, you gotta put the disclaimer in it. Yeah, like, yeah. As yeah. a guy, like, as guys, we know if, if if we don't know for sure within like the first two, even in in the first year, like you might not be it for him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's just me being a hundred percent transparent. But I'm not saying that's the entire blanket statement. But Lord. rule of thumb. If that dude don't know within at least at least a year to a two year mark, you might be, you know, spinning your wheels, especially if y'all done did everything. Y'all done moved in together. Y'all done got the dogs together. You know, all that <laughs> type the of stuff. Bruh, you got it. You got to throw and you. You pretty much started a family without a ring. Yeah, you it, it might not be where you you know what I'm saying. Get back to my story. Um. I'm dealing with this young lady at the time and we've been going through our situation and it was definitely rough and rocky at that moment. And I'm in prayer and I'm fasting. I think I was fasting at that time as well, but I'm in prayer and just seeking, you know, the Lord's counsel on like what to do. Um, and at that, and at that time we weren't in communication at that point, like we had literally had stopped communicating at that point. It was going for like maybe a couple weeks or so, nothing too crazy. I'm in prayer about this young lady specifically. And as clear as you and I are conversing, I'm in prayer and I just hear, get the ring. I'm like, now I know I hear what I just heard. I heard, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And I couldn't deny it because it shook my spirit to the core, man. And I will say this, like from 2020 to like now, that has been like my spiritual walk is taking these like 
very questionable, very like scary leaps of faith, right? Mm. And not only in the sense of like relationships, but also in like career and like family and all these other things taking like these ridiculously, seemingly ridiculous leaps of faith. But this particular incident, this was a crazy leap of faith that the Lord had told me. And so I'm like, yo, I don't have the bread for it. I'm not in a situation where I can actually openly and welcome this type of commitment that I'm looking for, you know, that I want to open the door to. And we on bad terms. So like, God, how are you going to tell me to get a ring for a young lady? I'm not even talking to right now. And we not even on the best of terms and everything like that. Uh, So long story short, I'm going over. All right. How am I going to pay for this ring? What ring am I going to get? Da, 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 da. So it was, he just said, just start looking. So I started looking and I literally stumbled upon this ring and it was like perfect. Like it wasn't too gaudy. It wasn't too pretentious. It was beautiful. It was simple. It was elegant. Like, and it was kind of in my price range, but it wasn't at the same time. I was definitely going to have to make payments on that show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like not even going to hold you. But let me shout out but, to the transparency, you know. Hey, hey, bro, we're gonna keep it hot, man. <laughs> Humble, open, and transparent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was so I say, you know what? I'm gonna take this leap of faith. The Lord told me to get the ring. I feel like this is it. Let me go ahead and get it. So I get it. You know, uh fellas, if you don't know jewelry stores, do have the payment plans. Go ahead and put you on one. Even look, even online, they got the payment plans. That Klarna thing, whatever it's called, that joint is real. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, look, yeah. look, no money down. No. <laughs> you know what's messed yeah. up? Uh, when I'm oh, hosting man. on there, I just did a commercial. I think it was over the weekend for a ring store. And yeah. Was, and oh, I was just like, oh, and talk to read. Da, 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 and no money down. <laughs> That's and that's and that's how they got me. I was like, Lord, I ain't got it, but all right, cool. You gonna make a way, blase, blase. So, long story short, they had to ship it to the jeweler that I was gonna pick it up on. And, bro, you won't believe. Like, this is how I know I was actually taking a step of faith because, it, and and it was the right thing for me to do, right? So when I initially purchased it, it was, the ring was for a certain amount of money, which I already knew I didn't have. Right. Mm -hmm. So the day comes, they tell me my order is ready. I can come pick it up. Just so happened. Not even, I, I can't even say just so happened, but the way it was orchestrated the day or the weekend that the ring um, arrived at the store, the, that jeweler store was having a labor day sale. <laughs> and, and bro, I lied to you. Know, I, like I said, I can't make this stuff up. And just right. so happened, guess what What was also on the discounted price? The ring that I just purchased was wow. on discount. I mean, like, significant. I'm like 40% off, bro. Like, Damn. yeah, exactly. So I'm like, oh, it went from having a comma in it to not having a comma in it? <laughs> oh, okay. All right, Lord, I see you. Look, come on. Hey, no, right. I didn't realize how expensive commas were. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. So I'm like, comma, no comma, cool. But soon or so, I get to the store and I bring it up to them, and they're like, yeah, we don't know if we can do that because you bought it online. 
you might have to return it online and then come back and buy it again. I'm like, uh, I don't know if the, how that's going to work. And I'm with my sister at this point. Um, cause I went, with, I had her come with me to go get it. Mm. And I'm like, yo, I just took the ring with me. I'm like, dang, I'm not trying to send this back and then have to reorder it online again when I can just take it back here or try to take it back here, see what they can do for me. And I went to go, I was going to return it online, but something said, try to see if they have another one in that size online and then buy that one outright. So... Mm Something happened. It was crazy. I think it was like a computer glitch or it was just the Lord saying, watch me work. You know what I'm saying? I go online, try to get the ring intersize. Mid Jones say it's sold out online. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm stuck with a dilemma. Either I'm about to miss this sale or I'm going to go in here and they're going to try to make something happen. Like, and I'm going to try to catch it somehow. And Holy Spirit was like, nah, just go back inside. So we go back inside. I'm like, look, I tell them the situation. They be like, we never done this before. So we don't know if we can actually do it. Bruh, long story short, they ended up refunding me um, the money that I had already spent. So no payment plan. I ended up paying for the ring outright with the discount same day. And not only was I able to walk away with the ring, they learned something new at the jewelry store that, oh, this is something we can do. All right, cool. And I'm like, if it was, if this was like, if I was not led by the Holy Spirit to actually like do this, like if I didn't fully take this leap of faith and trust God and these moves that he's doing, I would have missed out on this opportunity a hundred percent. So I say all that to say that, you know, for, for all my people out there who, um, you know, who are scared to like really get into their faith. It's like, yo, when you be obedient, you know what I'm saying? When God tell you to move and you take the first step, he going to meet, he going to cover the rest of it for you. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that's what, and that's what that had really like taught me in that moment. And it's been a beautiful thing, man. I'm still holding on to the ring. Cause I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for the next set of instructions right now, man. And, Every so often, I just got to look at the John and be like, I can't believe I did this. Hey, man, if you don't want that, John, you know, it's like, nah, fuck it. And, bro, you know what? And, like, you know, nah. it's a crazy thing. Like, that has also crossed my mind, too. It was like, nah, that's, that was cool. Like, you know you know how God be. He be like, nah, I just want to. Sometimes he, he be like, nah, I just want to see if he was going to do it or not. You know what I'm saying? I still got you, but I just want to see if you were going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it be crossing yeah. my mind sometimes. I'm like, wait, did I even buy that? Like, is is I bought it for her specifically, but was it for her? Not in the sense that it was like for another, like for another young lady, but was it for me to buy on faith to give it to somebody else as far as someone who needed it more than I did? You know what I'm saying? Or for my situation, because because I've seen those type of things happen where and I heard stories about like someone went to go trade in their car or, you know what I'm saying? And instead of actually trading in their car, they still bought a new car, but they ended up going to somebody else. Well, you know what I'm saying? God told me that I was supposed to come and give you this car that I was about to trade in, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, could could I be being used in, in that effort? You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes, you know, a blessing is 
for you, but it doesn't go to you directly. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that I'm learning myself. Mm-hmm. Always say, like, I'm, I'm going to take my job, for example. Like I, like I said plenty of times before, I've been trying to get in the radio for years. I've been trying to walk in this purpose for years or whatever. And always at the same time say, man, you know, it's a different time. You know, you, you don't really need to go to college. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. I went. I got my degree. But if I never would have went to college, I would have never met my homegirl whose father is now my mentor. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's, yeah. It, it, it's, it goes all the way back to stuff like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That is so, true. So, nah, man. Nah, you're definitely right. Going all the way back to what you said uh, about the whole thing about it don't take no five years. Uh, yeah. It's funny. One of my homies, my closest friends, more like a brother, really, my man Trevor, who was also mm-hmm. on the podcast. You there you go. There you go. I get all the positive people. Uh, it was him and my man Malik, and I was on the phone with them. Mm-hmm. And Trevor met my lady already, and right. uh, you know they were talking like you know they were they were together in the room, Trevor and Malik. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm on the phone with him, and so I forgot. Like I had brought up my lady Morgan is her name, mm-hmm. and you know I brought her up, and he was like, "Yeah, man." So oh, Malik was like. Yo, man. So when the wedding? You know, typically when when niggas ask yeah, exactly, that, niggas be like, playing uh, all the like, time. Yeah. Oh man, chill. Go ahead, go ahead. Yep. I was like, man, I'm trying to figure that out now, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm, I mean, it be I'm, like hey, that, man. It's already on my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know, I remember when we when we uh, first started dating, she kept would say stuff well if we end up together if we get mad i'm mm-hmm. like i'm gonna need you to change that if, if to win amen you know amen. what i'm saying you gotta speak it into existence i, I already know what my mind is you know what i'm saying like i already know like it didn't take me no time so it's that's See? a testament to what you're saying but for past jumps not all of them because i met some dope women in the past that's right, you know, right sometimes things don't work out but for the rest of them scallywags <laughs> I look back and I'm like, what the f-? like was bro. I thinking? Like, bro, Man, I'm like, not gonna get really? too much of the detail with it, but my father has Superman vision when it comes to this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was telling about some girl that I was talking to, and I I you know explained a few details to him that weren't in hindsight really the best. Yeah, right. And he goes, oh, oh okay, 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 all right. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, okay. And I remember he met uh, months, 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 months later when he met my lady. My We went out to eat and he met my lady or whatever. And my my late Morgan and my mom were talking by the car. My dad, me and him were kind of off to the side. And he taps me on my shoulder. He goes, now that's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, and that's and that's all it takes. You know, so that's it's like, it yeah, you're right. Like when I when I hear and again, I, far be it from us. Mm-hmm. You know, to judge because another wise thing my dad has also said sometimes a man and a woman have an understanding that no one else needs or does understand. So, exactly. But, you know, you're right. For when I see like, you know, cats in relationships for like six, seven years, yeah, man. Doing all this, I'm like, man, you know, when we were younger, it's like, all right. Mm-hmm. You know, but look, look how fast 10 years went by real quick. Man. We was just 21. No, oh, we was just like, we was just episode, 21. I was like, yeah, I know rail since 09. And I'm like, exactly. Oh, damn. Like, since 04. For real, ex- you know, right. so it's, it's like in 10 years, we'll be in our forties, mm-hmm. dog, which is kind of surreal to say. Exactly. It's like, you know, and again, man, I'm not trying to come off because I can't stand, you know, them dudes that make their money off social media telling women what they want to hear. Oh, yeah, nah, I ain't nah. like that. 
You know what I'm saying? You listen to any episode. And like the, the pills and all those. Yeah, yeah man. Look, I'm going to tell you, too, right? Nigga, don't want, if you, you right. Past a certain time, you ain't it. And that go for the fellas, too. That's not facts. Like, you know, I don't, like I said, I, I, I balance it out. I don't just cater to the Jones. You know what I'm saying? I, I know some really good brothers. We just live in a time, man, where everybody thinks every, and not just people. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody thinks has to have the newest car. Everybody has to have, yeah. you know, what I'm saying the newest this and yeah. the newest that, and and yeah. you apply that concept to people. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, this guy's cool. This girl's cool, but there's something better. Mm-hmm. This guy's cool. This girl's cool. There's something better. Yep, man. The stuff that I've experienced with, I, I'll tell you this. I'm gonna say this. These three things. Okay, this one thing, and then I'm gonna. You know, we can talk more about, you know, the 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 uh, the ring sale, which, or at least my thoughts on, which I thought was dope. Someone asked me the other day, how do you know when you're in love? And mm. I said, you mean in a general sense or like they were like, no, you specifically. Spencer B. Bryant, how do you know when you're in love? I said, oh, shit, I got an answer for that. I got three uh, in no specific order. One, any accomplishment, any goal, any dream that I have. I can't imagine celebrating it without her and vice versa. Yes. Yes. You that is, that's, that's that. I will, I will piggyback on that one. That is definitely one for me as well. When I got the call last year, Hey man, you want to host the Baltimore jazz festival? Who was right there with me? Yep. There you, know you go. Man? So that, that was right there with me. The second thing is when you hurt, I hurt. If you upset, I'm upset. If you feel insulted, I feel insulted. And the third thing, which probably is the most important to me, mm-hmm. is and all. And the crazy thing is, this is all off the top of my head. Like I didn't write this down. We go. That's how you know it's authentic, right? <laughs> I said I could be having the shittiest day, mm-hmm. rain cloud over my head, just the worst day. If she gets the slightest bit of good news, my day is made. You know I what like I'm saying? That. I'm chilling. I like that. I ain't never. And when you start thinking about stuff like that, you start thinking about all them niggas that you mess with in the past. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're old. That's that discernment. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that's my yep. whole point in saying all that. Oh, I would no. I agree with you on the on the on the first criteria. Like when something good happens, you know, or you get an achievement, or you know, you want to celebrate something. That's the first person you want to call. Like I. I understand that sentiments and that is definitely like one of my tales to let you know that, you know, you love this person right here. You know right. what I'm saying? Like the, the first person and also the first person for me, the first person you want to go to when you're upset, right. if you're looking for some type of comfort or if you're looking, if you can be that vulnerable with that person to express, you know, your anger, your sadness, your confusion, your anxieties, your worries, where you can be fully transparent in that aspect and know you're not going to feel any shame about it. And they're still going to respect you afterwards. All right, cool. Now nah, that's, that's, that's number two. And then for me is this might not be for everybody, but for me, it, it will also be no matter what scenario I saw in my life, I see her with me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like I can, if I actually achieved every single goal that I have in my life that I want to do, like every single accolade, every single acquisition, even down to the monetary gains, this, that, and the third, if I look and map out my life 
and that person is the one I want to be able to 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 have that with me. That's how right. you know. You know what I'm saying? At, at least for me, that's how I know. I'm like, yo, I want to share all of this, all of this with you and feel no remorse, feel no type of way about it, feel no guilt about it. Like mm-hmm. those those three things, you know what I'm saying? That's how that's how I know. I'm going to add a fourth one. And it doesn't okay. necessarily have to do with like me and the love thing, but it kind of mm-hmm. like let you know you made the right decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mama Bryant, my mother, tough. Hey, there you go. <laughs> look, it, it's for you as mama, for me as granny. Oh, if, hey, look. Hey, and if you sit down and have a conversation with granny and granny come back and like, that's the thing. You got to make it to granny because yeah. that's a trip. Yeah, yeah, straight up. And it's, I'm not saying that as a point to say, because you do got like some niggas who are like mama's boys. And oh, yeah, you know, yeah, they're yeah. like, I'm I don't like you. So, like, nah. Yeah, no. Nah. But I'm just saying, you do want, you know, your parents, your family, yeah. you know, because we older now, we talking about marriage and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. Like, you do want your family to be to be on board. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. Um, no, nah, I feel you on that one. That's that's a bonus one right there. They, 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 there you go. It's not the end all be all, but it is a bonus. That's one my, thing. Uh, my dad, he loved everybody, so he don't count. I remember when I had my the toxic relationship. It was mm. so toxic, like you know. And I and you know I when we when that ended, um, you know I had a lot of stuff to work out on my end. But where I'm at now, present day. You know, spent since 2023. I can, I'll, my, this is one of the things that my father always says. Two things that like come to mind when we're talking about this mm-hmm. is one, wish people well. Always. You know what I'm saying? I may, I may talk a lot of shit because that's what I do. Like, you know what I mean? Because I, right. I have to coach with a lot. NPR Spence is not podcast Spence. So, like, exactly. You know, when I'm on the radio, I have this sound, and this is Spencer Bryan. Uh, mm-hmm. It's yeah. my shit right here. So, like, I talk a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? I talk a lot of shit, but whatever. It's all love, though. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, right. When I talk about them scallywag, look, things sometimes don't work out. You ain't for everybody. Everybody ain't for you. you exactly. Know what I'm saying? I don't hold no bitterness, no, no, oh, man, well, I tried to, like, she tried to, to nah, man. Exactly. I'm, I'm chilling. And then the second thing, I remember he would always say, and it still does say it, mm-hmm. is that people will easily forget the ones that treated them badly, but people seldomly forget the ones that treated them good. Mm-hmm. You know, because like it doesn't that. it doesn't happen often. Right. So when someone comes in your life, whether it be you know a romantic person, partner, uh. Uh, 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 a co-worker, a boss, whatever, mm-hmm. like you'll always remember the, like my lieutenant in my last job when I was carrying a weapon for a living, mm-hmm. I never forget, like that was a hard job. Seven years I did it mm-hmm. and, you know, tough. And I remember when I first started there, um, I was like 23, 24. Okay. And, you know, I was young, making all this money, didn't know what the hell I was doing, trying to be out here in the street. And I remember he goes, man, look, I done seen a lot of people come up in this industry, in this field and get stuck, like because the money is good. Yeah. You know, the job is, you know, because I was on the federal side, so it really wasn't oh, a lot yeah. of stuff, you know, he goes, I don't want you being one of those people. You got too much talent, you know, too much potential. And I said, I said, man, that ain't going to be me. And seven years later. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that's how it is. Seven years later. I can remember. I walked it the, when I got the offer at the NPR station, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I ain't waste no time. I shot up, typed up my two weeks notice. Send that joint off. And I walked in. I was, I was, well, I'm be, I'm not gonna be honest. I do have a little petty side. I was trying to give it to my captain who was a colossal piece of shit. But like, <laughs> you know, so that's who I wanted to give it to. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I walk in the office and LT is in there. And I was like, damn, I don't want to give it to him because he's always had my back. I didn't know yeah. he was gonna feel a certain way. Yeah. And I walk in the office and I say, What's up, LT? He goes, Oh, what's up, Brian? And I said, hey, man, you got a second? He goes, he looks at me. He looks in my hand or whatever. And he sees the manila mm-hmm. folder. He goes, I got a second if that's your two-week notice. And I was like, yeah, it is. And he didn't say a word. He gets up. He walks around the desk. It gives me this big-ass hug. There you go, and man. He goes, man, you made it out of here, man. <laughs> you yeah. know. and You got out uh, the matrix. Yeah. Got- <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like that is kind of what my father was talking about. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Is is you always remember the people who left, whether they're in your life now or not. Yeah. Or whatever. I have the utmost confidence. I can walk into, ju- walk, run into just about anybody on the street that I once knew. And me myself be like, hey, what's up, bro? And have no whether it be a woman, a man, whatever, you know, and be like, what's up, man? And have no hate in my heart. That took mm-hmm. me a while to get to. Yep. Um, because it's crazy how we'll still be upset over people. I was just listening to a sermon um the other day. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you're familiar with the pastor, Pastor Jeffrey Johnson. Okay. Of, uh, Indiana, mm-hmm. really dope dude. And I love him for his analogies. Yeah. And he was saying it was a sermon talking. Of, well, the sermon was called uh, 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 Let It Go. And okay. I forgot what book he was teaching out of. Um, but he basically was saying how, like, it's silly. It's wild. It's weird. It's insane to be tripping off someone who is not even thinking about you no more. And that exactly. could be anybody that could, like I said, a romantic partner, ex, uh, co-worker, whatever, a, a person. And I just sat there and thought like how much time I've wasted, you know what I'm saying? In my life about being mad or being upset or about being bitter that like, you know, maybe I got rejected from a job or from right. a person or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, man, da, 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 da. and I date, man, it's insane. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not saying you go through some trauma and you're hurt. You just got to get over it. Like, nah, you got to, you, you got to deal, deal with it. You got to deal with it. You yeah. got to go through it. But just, you can cry for a little bit, but just don't stay there. They ex- exactly like just there was um there was a great quote when back when I was in in undergrad at this church I used to go to, the pastor, um, his dad always had a saying or always had like a rule of thumb. He was like, "I give you twenty four hours, mm-hmm. no matter what was going on. I give you twenty four hours." Uh, he was like, "You can cry it out. You can be mad. You can be upset. You can be worried. Whatever you know, what I'm saying happen to you." I give you 24 hours to feel whatever it is you're going to feel. But after that 24 hours, you got to get up. You got to mm-hmm. keep going. Like mm-hmm. you can still be upset. You can still be hurt, but you can't stay where you are because if the good Lord saw fit to give you another day, you can't stay there. You got to keep yeah. going. And ever since I've heard that, that has been like my motto. It's like, okay, heartbreak, cool. Cry it out. All right, whatever. Twenty, I get legit. Give myself twenty four hours to cope with it, and however I see fit. And I've done that recently, like several times. Um, I was like, "Yo, God, I need a day. 
And it's yeah. like, all right, cool. I give you a day. And like where then sometimes it'll be like right in the middle of a fast or like um supposed to be uh, reframing from like spending money or like eating out or something like that. Something happened and it literally just takes me off my pivot. And I'm like, yo, God, I need a day, like legit a day. And he'd be like, all right, cool. And I take that day to really nurture myself come back to myself, feel all my emotions, you know, be mad about whatever took place. But after that day, no matter how I feel about it, I got to keep going. I can't stay in that spot. So it was like, all right, cool. All right. I don't have my, my, my pity party. All right. We got to keep going. What's next? I'm, I don't feel a hundred percent, but I'm going to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, that's one thing that I've adopted that in therapy. Oh yeah. Therapy. Man. Uh-huh. Uh, we kind of been on this for a while right now. Uh, that's for another conversation. But yeah, I've been in therapy. We've been in yeah, therapy. Yeah, man. And that you helps know. a um, lot. My lady tried to get me. She's a you know a, a yoga instructor as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, allegedly, that's therapy. Um, <sighs> that wasn't nothing but that wasn't nothing but pain to me. But like <laughs> uh, you know, but allow me to uh, let, let let's leave on this note. Yeah. Okay. Uh. You ever seen the Grinch, the Jim Carrey version? Oh yeah, that's look, that's the best one. I'm bringing this up as people, especially men, mm-hmm. underestimate the power of letting it out. Mm-hmm. What I mean by letting it out, you know, taking the time to go through something. Yep. Right. So we all know about the Grinch. He was an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like he, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, the movie portrayed him as the story portrays him portrays him as being like who he was. But right, you look. It is it is past like he wasn't born like that you know what nah. i mean but something happened to him where you know uh his heart turned cold mm-hmm. so at the end of the movie my favorite scene of the movie because it's so profound to life i feel like mm-hmm. nah, it is. Probably, probably think i'm stupid for this but i don't care this is my shit you know because i know what this means i know what this is like you know when yeah. i gave my life to christ on march 13th of 2016 like i just there you go. long story but let 229 a.m. by the way. Um, let it all out. I just let it all out. That's for yes, another, sir. you know. Actually, no, I don't think I'll ever talk about what really happened on here. But um just yeah. no. I've had that's it. Between experience. you and God, but that's between, between me and yeah, yeah, yeah Morgan that's between knows you about and God. it. But like you, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the end of the movie, when Cindy Lou, who, you know, basically shows him what Christmas is all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, he climbs up to the top of the mountain, a mountain crumpet, actually. Mm-hmm. And he goes, It couldn't, it shouldn't, not now, not then, not yeah, ever. The host- <laughs> yeah, that's right. I know that shit. I love I- it. I love it. And he starts crying, right? Mm-hmm. But remember what he said. He said, I'm leaking. This man was so devoid mm-hmm. of emotion and human contact that he, he didn't, didn't even know, know what crying what felt crying like. was. Mm-hmm. But Anthony, uh, I was about to say, yeah, Anthony Hopkins. I was about to say Bernard Hopkins. I'm fucking up. Anthony <laughs> Hopkins, the narrator, he comes on mm-hmm. and he goes, all the who's in Whoville that day say the Grinch's mm-hmm. heart grew three sizes that day mm-hmm. because he cried. Because <laughs> he let it out. He bro. let it out. He let it out. He let like, it out. He was suffocating himself. He was suffocating, cutting all those feelings out. And then he was like, oh man, I feel. 
Yeah, he I now feel. feels men and women I done came across who just like, oh, I don't gotta feel nothing. Those be the mm-hmm. biggest crybabies in the world. I'm not gonna get Max. into it, but it's it's just not a healthy thing. It's, it's not. not healthy, it's not, man. Like, you know. and it's a it's it's chemically unstable to and and physically unhealthy to hold that stuff in. You know what I'm saying? People. There's been studies that show that people will literally develop tumors like yeah. cancer. Can't you like cancer develops through the body because you're holding in negative energy or you refuse to allow yourself to feel or release a, a release. There you go. You refuse to allow yourself a release that helps you deal with all of that pain and trauma and, and all that other stuff. But yeah, man, I'm a big believer in finding a constructive it doesn't even have to be productive, but a constructive way to let those emotions out, whether it is for me at one point, it was running. Running was like my stress reliever. This was before I started like, you know, really getting into my prayer life and like giving my life to God and everything. It was like I would run almost between five and like 10 miles a day. Like to deal with everything that I was going with. And and before that, it was all types of, you know, the the marijuana, you know, I was look (laughs) back then I was I was a super pothead, but it was all to like cover things up, even with um to a point with drinking. Like there was several times that I would overindulge just to allow myself to feel numb. Right. Because I couldn't. I couldn't find a, a a proper outlet to what I was feeling. I was suppressing it so much. And the only way that I thought I could, you know, feel anything or would make what I was feeling go away was to drink. But through prayer, through counseling, through healing and through introspection and self-reflection, it was like now you identified the source of why you do these things. Now let's try to find something else to, you know, replace that and, and allow yourself to release that and don't hold it in because you holding it in, you result to other methods that ain't the healthiest for you. You know what I'm saying? That's for episode two. Or there like, we uh, go. We gonna need a part two on this one, bro. We gonna yeah, need a man. part two. Yeah, man. Nah, definitely, definitely. On that note, I mean, you know, I'm a shooting range man myself, you know, but uh, hey. <laughs> um. From two light-skinned brothers uh, telling y'all, you know, go out there, get y'all shit together, heal, and Mm -hmm. uh, leave these scallywags and niggas, you know, they ain't think about you alone. You know, that was a horrible PSA, but (laughs) whatever. But no, man, I definitely appreciate you coming on here. You know, avid listeners know that uh, it's getting late. So, yeah, thank you, man. Um, I got to get my second meal and then hit, hit, hit the gym. The gym. Hey, I oh, tell yeah, you what, I'm, I'm like, about to go to night school. You want to know what the class is? What's that? Studying the inside of my eyelids. That's what the class they, is. <laughs> foolish. A great foolish. You know. There you go. Uh, nah, man, I definitely thank you for coming on here and gracing me with your presence. So we, oh, well, wait. My bad. We talked about everything else. You are also, in addition to being a wine connoisseur, you're also a self-published author, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I am. Um, released, wrote, and published. Self-published my first book. I'm actually working on my second one, but the first book I did, um, 
it's a journey pretty much through my hospitality endeavors, man. And it was something, it was my way of giving back, you know, of giving back to the generation behind me that wants to get into hospitality. So it's full of all types of adventures, all types of lessons, and it's quite comical at the same time. And I believe it, it will actually help anybody who's looking to get into the hospitality industry. It's entitled your effing welcome. Yes, I said that correctly. It is called your effing welcome. It is actually available on Amazon, um, Kindle format, paperback. Uh, you can go get it. Just search J Sarah. That's J A Y space S S Y R A H. Um, that I am the author. That is my pen name. That is my handle. Um, Look it up. It's a quick read, man. It's it's less. It's about 130 pages, man. It's like 10, 15 bucks on Amazon. You can get it depending on if you do the electronic or, you know, the paperback. But yeah, man, uh, I'm working on my second one right now. And this will be like the manager's guide is going to be entitled glorified babysitter. It's going to be. <laughs> It's going to be dope, man. You know, that's what that's one of my fortes, too, is to write and like share my experiences, man. So appreciate Ooh, the plug. Man. Yeah, de definitely, man. Um, You know, I'm an avid reading myself right now. I'm reading the autobiography of Miles Davis. And hey, OK, that was there a wild boy right there. But anyway, oh, man, um, I I'll say this. I've retired from the audiobook narration. OK, uh, but if you ever need somebody to narrate oh, your audio book, don't call me. It's like, nah. Okay. Uh, look, nah, look, look. And crazy thing, everybody says, like, that's read the book. There's like, Jarrell, no, nobody else can do it. You got to do this. It's like, you got yeah, you got to do your own book for that yeah, one. It, to get a, it. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. So you, but if you need somebody, don't call me. Um, all right. So also, uh, <laughs> uh, thank y'all once again for tuning in yeah. on the dope episode yeah. of the Morally and Intellectually Ingenuous Sometimes disingenuous podcast where we talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous sometimes disingenuous things for once yes. in a while on a long while an episode has been purely genuine yes uh the next episode yes. i think it'll be genuine now the one after that i don't, know. don't back know back to the, rap, <laughs> to the rap, you know what i'm saying it's like no nah, it's like no nah. but nah man definitely uh 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 you know appreciate you coming on here maybe one of these days Thank i'll come man. try one of them hundred dollar bottles of wine well, I'm going to bring Morgan to drive one of the dogs. You know, Come she man. We got it, man. I got it. And look, the perks of the job, I get free bottles. So, hey. All right. I, on I, that I, note, crack something over. I don't want her to hear that. All right. Yeah. <laughs>